listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life Church. Today we have another very practical message in our walk with Jesus Christ. We're right in the middle of our series that I've called Faith Works When Life Doesn't. I was trying to count the number of crises I've had in my lifetime. I mean, whether they were large scale or small scale, or whether they were just kind of on a personal scale, I actually started to make a list, and before you know it, I started to run out of fingers and toes. I mean, we all have crises. All of us have issues in our life, and I'll bet your life is exactly the same way. But when we're in crisis, sometimes we make not only poor choices, but we're tempted to do things that we probably shouldn't do. Now, the best part about this is that God has given us a little book called James. I mean, they were under severe persecution, especially by the Roman Empire. The bottom line is their life was turned upside down. My life has been turned upside down, and I'll bet your life has been turned upside down. I mean, James answers about 14 different ways that he expected those people to handle their crises. I'll bet there's something that you and I can learn from it. You know, four weeks ago, I started this little series talking about, you know, faith works when life doesn't. We've talked about tough decisions and how to make tough decisions and removing the fear and anxiety we get. Well, today, we're going to talk about temptation. Or maybe you might want to call them distractions or disturbances. James, he actually calls them temptation. And we would be wise, okay, to listen to what he says about temptation because it's easy, especially when you're in crisis, to fall into temptation. So today, we're going to look at how we can increase our faith by avoiding temptation. Very practical hope. Very practical um, things that you can put into practice even today. Now, the book of James says this when it comes to temptations. Never blame God. Never blame God when you're tempted, because God can't be tempted by evil, and he never tempts anyone to do anything wrong. That's an interesting phrase. God never tempts you to do anything wrong. We're tempted by our own desires. Sometimes we're tempted by Satan. Sometimes we're tempted by other people, but God will never tempt you. Now, there is lots to say in the Bible about temptation. And I want you to know something. Temptation in itself, ah, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's what we do with temptation, and whatever we do is normally sin. And the problem with sin is that everyone who's a believer, well, everyone who's a child of God, we're supposed to overcome sin. It goes on to say in John chapter 5 that we can have victory through our faith. You see, faith works, okay, when life doesn't. So if we're going to overcome temptation, if we're going to have victory over temptation, well, there's some 
counter moves that I want to talk to you about today. I mean, whatever your temptation is, could be gambling, could be alcohol, could be extramarital affairs, could be drugs. I mean, it could be a lot of different things out there. How do we overcome temptation when we're stressed, when life kind of falls apart around us? First of all, let me just say this. You have to know your coping strategy. I mean, what are the typical ways you stumble when temptation comes your way? Is it food? I mean, do you turn to drinking? I mean, do you tuck yourself in bed and not wake up for days? I mean, do you go on a shopping binge? Is it like binge TV, gaming, drugs, gambling, porn? I mean, overeating, withdrawing from people, angry outbursts. I mean, what is your normal way when temptation comes? How, how do you cope with it? What do you turn to? See, Hebrews chapter 12 says that we have to remove anything from our life that gets in the way. A lot of those things that we've mentioned, they get in the way of us and our spiritual growth. He says we have to strip those off. See, the bad thing about it is our adversary, the devil, knows how to distract you. He knows what your coping strategy is, and that's where he does his best work. So it's important for us to identify it. So what's your coping strategy? Secondly, you have to know your emotional triggers. Isn't it amazing that most of us are driven by our emotions? Um, our behaviors actually reflect um, what we're feeling. And so it's really important not only to know what your, what your coping strategy is, but what you're feeling at that time that you're being tempted. What's causing you to think the way you're thinking? Because however you think, well, that's where our hands and feet tend to follow. And our adversary likes to play on our emotions. He uses emotions to manipulate us. Somebody a long time ago told me, never ever trust your emotions. Your emotions are always going to lead you probably more than likely down the wrong road. And so negative emotions really need to be checked. Proverbs says, above everything else, okay? I mean, this is important. Above everything else, guard your heart. Can I put that in a different way? Above everything else, guard your emotions because your emotions are gonna drive you to a point that you don't wanna be. So if we're gonna overcome temptations, not only do we have to be able to know our coping strategy and know our emotional triggers, but we wanna know what our pattern is. You and I have a unique pattern. My pattern is not your pattern. In other words, your temptations are, may not be my temptations and vice versa. All of us are unique, but all of us have a pattern um, that we have. Let me help you identify what your pattern might be. Again, one of the Proverbs says that we're to look ahead and we're to know um, uh, what's ahead of us. So maybe this will help you identify your pattern. Where are you 
And when are you most tempted? Let's take when, first of all. What day of the week? Are you alone? Are you with your friends? Is it daytime? Is it morning? Is it evening? I mean, when are you most tempted to, well, fall into sin? Secondly, the where. I mean, is it at work? Is it in the kitchen? Is it in the bedroom? Is it in front of your computer? Is it in front of your TV? Is it at a sports bar? Maybe the beach? You need to know not only where, but when are you tempted? Third question is who is with me when I'm tempted? Maybe you're alone. Maybe with, you're with your friends, or maybe you're with strangers who don't know you. Maybe you're with family members. I mean, think about that. Who is with you when you're most tempted? Fourth question, what benefit do I get if I give in to this temptation? I mean, what happens if I fall for that temptation? What am I going to get? Am, am I going to allow that to do this to me? Um, do I get comfort out of it? Do I get relief from it? Does it bring me excitement? I mean, what's the payoff for your temptation? Last question, and this is going to help you identify uh, the pattern. How do you feel right before you give in to that temptation? Frustration? Angry? Disregard? I mean, how do you feel when you're at that most vulnerable moment when you know you're about to step over the line. See, that helps you all determine your pattern. Now, if I know what triggers me, and I know what my emotional triggers are, and I know what my pattern is, then if I know all of that, then here's what the next part of this verse says. Plan to avoid those situations. I mean, it sounds easy, right? Proverbs 4 says to avoid evil. So just avoid it, right? Walk straight ahead is what the proverb says. Don't go one step from the right or, or the left. Sounds easy, right? Pretty self-explanatory, right? And it really is. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Man, if you know what your trigger is and you know where you're more likely to fall into temptation, especially in the midst of crisis when you're under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure, then avoid it. I mean, um, I will tell you this. If your temptation is a specific area, then don't be in that specific area. I mean, sounds easy, right? Um, maybe this last one will help you, I hope, a lot. Because if you could do it in your own strength, you wouldn't fall into temptation, right? Makes sense, right? So ask for God's help. I mean, God is waiting there. I'm going to tell you right now, he's waiting to help you in those situations. Now, I mean, it doesn't have to be one of those long, drawn-out prayers. Um, matter of fact, I would say it's probably more one of those mayday, mayday, mayday prayers or SOS prayers or danger, Will Robinson, danger, or God, I need you right now. I mean, those the Bible is full of people that prayed prayers like that all the time. People like David, Daniel, Peter, Paul, all of those guys prayed those short 
prayers, God, I need you right now to help me overcome this. Maybe that's what we need to do. Ask God's help when you're feeling vulnerable. Matter of fact, the psalm says, call to me when trouble comes, and I will save you, the Bible says. We need to cry out to God, especially, okay, when we find ourselves in those situations unexpectedly. I mean, you can plan, you can avoid, you can plan not to be in the area, and you are a wise person. That's what the proverb says. But there are going to be times that that temptation is going to come up on the spot right in front of you in the midst of crisis, and the only thing you can do is call out to God. I mean, you planned not to be there. You planned for that temptation not to be there, and there it is. It's right in front of you. Call out to God. Call out to Him. Give Him that SOS or that mayday, mayday, mayday. God, I'm in trouble, and I need you. Now, I want to teach you another coping skill that I think is so important in the midst of temptation. And you know this to be true. When temptation comes, we tend to focus a lot on the temptation. I mean, I have an area in my life, I'll be extremely transparent with you, I have an area in my life that I know I get tempted in. And I'm going to tell you this straight up. When that temptation comes, it seems like it's the only thing that I can fixate on. It's the only thing that I concentrate on. It's the only thing that I think on. And isn't it amazing if that's what I'm thinking on and fixating on, and if it's the only that I find myself doing it? So let me give you the coping strategy. Get your attention onto something else. We don't have to fight the temptation. We need to change the focus. We don't have to try to resist the temptation. Change the channel. It's amazing. You know, my wife and I will sit down to watch a Netflix series or whatever that nature or Netflix movie or whatever that nature, and we'll get going into the movie and we'll go, man, we tried to watch something the other night. It was the dumbest thing ever, okay? It was like number one okay, in the movies for Netflix. I don't know, some type of voyage, uh, uh, look for, you know, the treasure map, uh, some, I don't even remember the series because that's how long we watched it. We watched about three minutes and we said, this is stupid, okay? I hope you haven't watched that and I hope it's not your favorite show, okay? But I will tell you this, we changed the channel. We focused on something else because it was dumb. Okay, well, that's exactly what we need to do in our life when we're faced with temptation. Romans 12 says it all. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil with good. In 2 Corinthians, it says that we're to take capture every thought. We're to obey Christ and change the focus. See, so many times we try to resist the temptation. And I'm not, there's a Bible verse that says that, okay? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't resist it, but try refocusing. Get your mind on something else. See, the secret to defeating temptation is not trying to to fight it, it's changing your focus. Because if I'm not thinking about it, remember what we said, if I'm not thinking about it, I'm probably not going to be tempted by it, am I? James 1 says that Satan tries to get our attention, and he will do it 
whatever way he can do it. So change your focus. It's not an easy practice, but you can really get good at it. You can learn to control your thoughts. You can't stop Satan or anyone or anything else from putting it into your mind, but you can reject it, okay? You can move on from it and refocus onto something else. So, a couple quick things that'll help you. Get in a small group of people. I mean, that's going to help you fight your battles together. See, we were wired to have fellowship with other people. We're actually supposed to do life together. I mean, get to know another group of people that you feel safe about to share your life story. Let them help you be accountable. Get to know them where you feel comfortable in sharing your temptation. And this goes right along with that. Find one person you can share your struggle with. I mean, you don't have to share it with everyone. Ecclesiastes 4 says that two are better than one, right? And we can use that for a lot of different reasons, but I'm going to tell you, find another person you can share your struggle with. I mean, that's going to help you in the long run. And I want you to remember this. Of all that we say about temptation, and especially when we're in crisis, God's on your side. I want you to remember that. God wants you to win whatever battle it is that you're facing in the midst of your crisis, especially when it comes to this area of temptation. He wants you to trust him. That's what faith is all about. With your faith, you can overcome any temptation. I mean, think about the last crisis you were in, okay? Wasn't God by your side the whole time? I mean, wasn't he right there with you in the midst of the storm? God's on your side. Don't ever, ever forget that. Man, I hope that you got something out of this this morning. I mean, we talked about a lot in just a short time, all right? But I want you to really see the practical uses of what we've talked about. I, put it, I pray that you put it into practice in your life as I put it into practice in mine. All right, let me pray for you. God, thanks for our time. Thank you again for this little message here on temptation. Lord, I know when the stress level is high in my own life. Lord, I know when I'm under a lot of pressure. Lord, I know when things are not going the way I would like to. It seems like that that's when temptation likes to come up. God, it's when I'm vulnerable. And Lord, I pray that I would put these coping strategies, these counter moves, whatever you want to call it, Lord, in, in place in my life so that when they come up, Lord, I can defeat temptation on the spot. God, thank you right away, Lord, that I'm learning more and more what it means to take every thought captive. Lord, I pray um, that you will use this in other people's lives, and especially those that are listening today. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I want to invite you back next week to Real Life Church. We've got another great message coming in our series, Faith Works When Life Doesn't. Until then, God bless you, and I'll see you next time. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.